Super Talk Mississippi media production. Celebrating the people who make coastal Mississippi a great place to live, work, and play. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by the South Mississippi Boat Show, Friday, April 29th through Sunday, May 1st. And by AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I enjoyed that conversation about the Mississippi River and uh, Kelly and Matt are two people that I think I'll be checking in with on a regular basis to see uh, you know, how they're doing with, uh, with progressing on these restoration and resiliency programs that I think is going to be really key to us and could play into the conversations around the Bonacary and all the issues we have as it relates to that. So more focus is always better when you're talking about a waterway system like the Mississippi River watershed. So now let's shift gears and move over to my old friend, John McFarlane, uh, who I worked with for just about my entire career at the Sun-Herald. And now he's the executive director of the uh, Red Cross Southeast uh, Mississippi chapter. And first first of all, John, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine. Good to see you, man. It's good to see you too, John. You know, when I think about the Red Cross and in preparation for our discussion discussion today, uh, just at a high level, the Red Cross is stretched literally internationally right now. I mean, think about the local issues we've had with storms and then internationally. How do you talk about what the Red Cross is up to these days. Well, you know, the old saying, how, how you eat an elephant one bite at a time, it's the way it is in the Red Cross. You know, we've got our international services people focused on things like the Ukraine and Afghanistan and whatnot, our service to the armed forces people. They've got their work cut out for them, really. Our humanitarian people, you know, broken down doing everything, but t- caring for kids at the border to disaster relief. But, you know, they've been, we've been doing it in 140 years, so you've kind of learned how to get it done right. Yeah. So let's let's talk, let's kind of zero in for a second on really what's happening close to home. I mean, if you if you look back, I mean, we've been in this stretch of fronts that have that have pushed through Mississippi and Alabama, well, actually, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama and and further. But the reality is that these fronts have been incredibly dangerous. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, it's I mean, you guys have been impacted incredibly, haven't you? Yeah. And, and more so than people who live here along the coast realize, because one of the oddities of these last really year and a half of storms is that I, I-10 South was relatively unaffected on, by most of them. There, there have been obviously homes damaged, but nothing like the north and central part of the state. Um, you have a graphic that uh, I can yeah, let's show start, you. Let's show the graphic. And what we'll do is, this is for the Facebook and YouTube at, uh, audience, you can see this incredible graphic that we're showing now. But for the radio audience, John, describe what we're looking at. Yeah, it, it's a map of the Alabama-Mississippi area, and it's covered with icons. And these icons represent tornado touchdowns. They measure high wind damage. They measure hail damage. They measure uh, floods. And if if uh, if you can imagine what the kind of mirror image of the state of Alabama and the state of Mississippi looks like, and then figure it covered with all of these blue dots, uh, that shows you, and that's just from the f- four most recent storms, the ones from March uh, 22nd, March 30th, April 6th, and April 14th. And uh, yeah. the, the core of that, not the whole state, but the core of that's around 50,000 square miles. 
And that's what Red Crossers have to do is to go every street on that 50,000 square miles as quickly as possible and find out you know, how many homes are damaged, do an assessment of them, and so we can start delivering the services that we need. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, uh, inc- it's incredible, really yeah. incredible. And, it, 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 you know, one of the things that, that the uh, Weather Service reminds us of constantly is that one of the impacts of climate change is that there are more storms and they're more intense. And, you know, you think back 10 years ago, it's not unusual to have a tornado or two the first three months of the year, but not that many and not that strong and not that much impact. So this is what yeah, we're facing. Yeah, Mississippi, you're talking about 45 counties. Yeah. It's all residential damage. Yep. 45 counties. Yep. And, uh, and, and as we've discussed before, uh, the Red Cross, when you come to town, Certainly you have some immediate things that you do, but then long-term damage assessment and whatever, but you really kind of cover the gamut in terms of helping people sort of understand their situation and uh, and figure out a path forward, don't you? Yeah, we're responsible for what's known as emergency support function six, which is mass care, shelter, feeding, casework, individual assistance, um, getting them from, I don't know what I'm going to do next to, I've got a path to recovery. That's our responsibility. If we go yeah. to the next graphic, if we can. Yes. Letter B. He's going to pull that out. Okay. It's, for the listening audience, it's the same map, except instead of having all of the icons showing where the disasters were, this one shows where the damage was. And each yes. of those each of those dots, and you see them spread out, about 65% of them are in Mississippi, and they represent clusters of homes, and depending upon the color, it's de- destroyed, damaged, major damage, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But through the first three storms alone, there were 65 homes that are destroyed. Now, that's totally gone. There were 181 with major damage. This is unlivable homes where major support functions have been, have been ruined. And uh, it can be repaired, but usually at a price that's more than half the cost of the home. And a lot of times the insurance companies will move that to a destroyed. Then 301 minor damage. These are livable, but repairable. And 214 that are affected. And that's more cosmetic damage. You know, shingles off your part, your attached garage, your downspout maybe got knocked away from the house, something like that. And then when we add the fourth one, or the the third storm together, we're looking at a total of 95 homes in a course of less than a month, 95 residences uh, in Alabama and Mississippi totally destroyed, about 67% of, about two-thirds of them in Mississippi, 237 with major damage, 379 with minor damage, 271 affected, or 982 residents in about three weeks that faced some, some damage. And then, which meant for us, and I'll just throw a couple of other numbers out at you. In that three weeks' time, we have fed 4,360 meals and 4,713 snacks. We've distributed 9,000, for a total of 9,073 meals and snacks. We've distributed 1,242 disaster relief items. They're tarps, they're tan tools, they're garbage bags, they're... um, um, anti-mold masks, whatever people need. 
1,242 to 294 homes that are working to clean out their homes and get back together. We've had 124 Red Crossers assigned to this, some in person, some virtually. Uh, 47, excuse me, 62 vehicles on the ground. Um, we've opened 168 individual care cases. These are for financial assistance. And 167 have already been closed. Uh, they have responded to 439 calls on our 800 emergency uh, calls line asking for help or information. Uh, they've conducted our, our health and mental health professionals have conducted 158 health or the mental health contacts and our other ones, other uh, uh, spiritual care and disability integration people. These are people that help people with physical uh, disabilities made 237 contacts. So and that's done by volunteers. You get a handful of, of paid employees who are providing support. The work is being done by volunteer trained volunteers. It's incredible. It's really incredible. When we come back after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about hurricane preparedness, which is obviously, you know, we're fast approaching that time of year, unfortunately. And uh, and I, I want to talk a little bit more about Ukraine. And I have a, a note to share with someone that I've been in touch with in Ukraine. But if people want to want to help the Red Cross here in your local efforts, what can they do? You know, we, we need volunteers and we need them, not only the people that do this kind of work, but we need them right here in the office. You know, we, we're still looking for a few more people who would be willing to work 20 hours a week, a man in a phone here in the Gulfport office or in our Hattiesburg office. Um, other than that, volunteer giving blood. You know, we, yeah. we, we, we are no longer in the emergency stage nationwide, but the blood, blood uh, still is low. And uh, we've got blood drives going constantly, so giving drop blood. And then, you know, it's all funded by donations, so there's never not a need for funding. Yeah, you've got the, the uh, 14th Annual Moonlight and Magnolia Gala coming up yeah. in, in later in May. Tell me about yeah. that. Well, that is a, it's a good way, it's a fun way to give to the Red Cross. You know, it, it is a gala. There's at the Beau Rivage. There's some music, the dancing, uh, food, drinks. Uh, silent auction, and uh, one of the keynotes of it is our Dancing with the Stars type uh, uh, dance competition with the celebrity dan local celebrity dancers who are partnered with professional uh, choreographers, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun. And it, is, yeah, it is May twenty first, and uh, it, people can go to redcross.org/moonlight redcross.org slash moonlight and they can buy, buy tickets they can become corporate sponsors uh, they can uh, as we get closer to the date they'll be able to see the silent auction items online and, and bid on them i so see people already posting pictures and videos of themselves practicing so this yeah, is a serious yeah. deal for some people oh yeah john let's do this when we come back on the other side we'll pick up anything else you want to say about the gala coming up and All then right. we'll shift gears and talk about hurricane season. But this is John McFarlane from the Red Cross Sea after this break. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. When you think of the Red Cross and coastal Mississippi, obviously you think about blood. You're going to give blood and what the Red Cross does to provide blood for, um, you know, medical facilities all over, really all over the nation. Obviously, it's really important here. 
And uh, you think about it, the disasters, you know, the work they do after disasters, you can't, you can't, <laughs> you can't recover, actually, if you don't have the help from the American Red Cross. That's so important. And uh, John McFarlane and I, uh, he's the executive director of the Red Cross for the Southeast Mississippi chapter, someone I worked with for many years at the Sun-Herald. Um, we talked in the first segment about the incredible stress on you know, organizations, especially the Red Cross, in the, in the wake of so many storms across Mississippi and Alabama and went through some of those numbers, and they're very compelling. And um, is there anything else you want to say about the gala, John, that's coming up on May 21st uh, before we sw switch gears? Just, yeah. Just encourage people to support it. It's a fun event. Uh, if you'd like to go, you can, like I said, go to redcross.org slash moonlight, and you can buy your tickets. If you can't be there, you can also make a donation online, or you can bid. You'll be able on the night of May 21st to be able to bid on our silent auction items. But you know, if you if you're going to donate to help keep this uh, program going, it's a fun way to do it because you get a lot of fun back out of it. And very good, very good. Okay, uh, June 1st is always one of those moments, and it's not far away where hurricane season starts. In fact, we've we've had storms before June 1st recently. Yeah, I, so I, we, uh, you guys are we, focused, aren't you? We think in terms of May first to the end of December. Yes, yeah, you have to <laughs> the way things are these days. Yeah. And man, has the Red Cross had their share of challenges across, especially the Gulf states, the last few years? What are the kind of things you guys are focused on uh, these days to get ready for the hurricane season? You know, one of the things, the message that we're trying to get, one message we're trying to get out to people is forget about your history. You know, people have a tendency of comparing everything to Hurricane Camille if they were here, or comparing everything to Hurricane Katrina if they were here for it. The Weather Service, as you know, makes these forecasts based, based on a 30-year cycle, and they've just <coughs> changed the cycle. Um, and if you, if you look back over the more current 20-year history, you'll see that the number of storms each year is greater. I mean, you know, we had to go halfway through the Greek alphabet for the second time just last year. So the number of storms is, is, uh, has increased, but the intensity of them, the number of, they actually calculate the number of hours that the pressure is below major hurricane strength. And that number of hours has increased dramatically. So anyway, things are, things are, stronger and, and, and more current than ever and the water levels are higher you know as i said before uh if had hurricane katrina happened in 1969 we would not have had anywhere near the flooding that we had if hurricane katrina were to happen today we would have even more flooding than we had back then so um when the word comes down that we've got a storm take it seriously and don't think well you know I, I hurricane nate when it came through we made a fuss and we went took in the shelter and it rained for about three hours and we went home um our biggest fear is people will be unprepared because they gonna think about what had in the past but other than that now is the time to go you can go on our website and we've got uh, a whole section of literature on how to prepare for a hurricane uh, how to prepare for a thunderstorm uh, lightning storms whatever and the one that people forget so much is returning home from a flood 
And that's one of the documents up there that I encourage people to uh, to grab hold of is that, you know, when you when you have a hurricane, you evacuate, you come back and your house is still there. You're so happy, you know, put the kids in the yard, let them play while you go around and wake up the leaves and all that kind of stuff. And that's when people step on rusty nails. That's when people get bit by snakes that aren't usually in the yard. And you as a former uh, emergency technician know what that was like. And of course, yeah. we both went through it with uh, Katrina. So, so many people getting hurt. Uh, so th- those are the kind of things to think of. That you know, the, the storms are serious. We're lucky where we are because you've got three highly professional emergency management teams here along the coast. They know what they're doing. We know what we're doing. We worked well together. But in the end, it's all on you to be prepared. And now's the time to be thinking about it. And please, for God's sakes, get insurance, especially if you're a renter. Yeah, well, that can be said. So if you're if you're new to the area, the Red Cross hurricane preparation of a part of their website is really good, actually. We've gone over that before here on Coast View. And uh, if you're not new to the area, you just need a reminder as you can sort of get yourself into the frame of mind to prepare for the hurricane, that's a great checklist to go take a look at. Easy to find. You don't even need to know the website address. Just go do a search. Red Cross Hurricane Preparation, and it's going to pop up. Hey, John, we didn't have a chance to really get into the Ukraine because we're out of time, but Red Cross has been heavily engaged in the Ukraine. I got a note from my friend Laurie Jackson this morning, who's an independent uh, uh, volunteer over there that's in, in, in the country and the amount of effort that's going on inside that country from a humanitarian effort is really incredible. So we'll talk more about that next time. Okay, buddy. Right. Okay. Hey, it's been a pleasure to see you. John McFarlane from the Red Cross and we'll have him back on in the next few weeks and continue the conversation. Have a great day. Good seeing you. It's all on, Kyle. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.